You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Welcome to Preach, Care, Preach. We're Rashad. We are the Prophets. Here's another episode, another sermon coming at you from 12 Ounce Sports, uh, Zingo TV, AHA Radio, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can listen to us, man. Rashad, what's going up, bro? What it do, man? Back again, another Thursday in full effect. Man, I'm trying to tell you, man. Hot uh, pod summer. Hot pod summer. It's, it's hot, boy. It's just hot, hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey. Uh, before we get into it, uh, if you're itching to watch live box lacrosse, we got you covered right here on 12 Ounce Sports. The 12 Ounce Sports Cup is going on this month in Alberta, and we've got all the live action from the Great White North. Uh, Cody Jansen and team will have the call as five teams battle it out on the floor for the 12 Ounce Sports Cup. That'll be handed out at the end of July, July 28th. So make sure y'all check that out on 12 Ounce Sports. Oh, yeah, man. You know, we, we're back again soon in this bit. You know, we did our thing on Tuesday night, so we... We back again, man. Yeah, back again, man. Uh, hey, that was that, that was a good little live show we did. Uh, shout out to our guys Perry over there with Unwrapped. Um, hey, so before we before our guests come on, they'll be on a little later. Uh, did you see? Uh, what, what what is actually going on, man? Twenty twenty is just. Oh man, I'm I'm man, sick I'm tired of what's going on up there in DC with the. Well, can we even call them the Redskins anymore? Like, I'm trying to see what's going on with them. You know, Schefter. Dropping the reports about you know, the sexual harassment stuff up there in uh, D.C. with the Redskins or Daniel Snyder's team or Washington's team, whatever we can call them now since they're not using that name anymore. I'm not sure what we can call them. Yo, man. There's uh, a lot going on, man. <laughs> for, for right now, I'm going to call them Haskin and them boys over there. Because uh, Kyle they, Allen hey. and them boys. <laughs> hey, watch out. <laughs> watch out. Hey, watch out. Um, but no, man, it's first of all, I, I hear Jay Gruden out here getting down right here. With the cheerleaders and hey, twenty twenty twenty, nothing surprised me no more. Scouts and a lot of people involved in this. Yo, nothing surprised me anymore. That I think we, that's the big takeaway for twenty twenty. Nothing surprised me. But pretty soon, Ron Rivera gonna be coach, GM, owner, owner <laughs> everything. Like like that uh that little that little meme video, linebacker, <laughs> linebacker safety, cornerback. <laughs> oh boy, Ron Rivera, the Isaiah Isaiah Simmons of uh, coaches, man. 
he can do it all. <laughs> uh, that's 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 pretty funny. Um, man, you did you, you seen all this uh, all the Madden stuff going on? And you know, it, it's kind of sparked some debates. You know, is uh, was Kamara too low? Um, Minka Fitzpatrick being left off the top safeties in the league. You got I I took. I I took offense to Daniel Hunter not being a top defensive end in the league. He, he got the quickest to, to the most sacks, uh, the fastest to the sack, whatever the number was. But he got there fast and he dominated. And uh, what was you had? You had uh, I think I think everybody was mad that Saquon was low and I was like, man, Madden just Madden, Madden about to get but you canceled. Know, that's, the, that's the that's the thing with with list. You know, it'll never satisfy everybody. Right. And then the ratings are normally predicated off of the person's most recent season or in the case of like a Breeze or a Brady, they still have like their name value. So that's why they're still like it with 90 and 92, something like 93. Hey, I saw. So like certain people going to still hold that name value, but you know Mahomes dominated 99. McCaffrey dominated 99. Gilmore is considered the best corner in the league, 99. We know Aaron Donald's freak of nature, so he's 99. But then after that, you know, Saquon spent most of the year injured so of course they they're gonna lower him and stuff like that, which is, you know, it's somewhat fair, but again, it's somewhat not just because he's such a talented player. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think I think it's crazy that when you when you're looking at uh, like I think I think we can we can go ahead and don uh, Kyler Murray as this podcast the prophet's favorite quarterback. I, I think I think we, you love him. I know I love him. And he oh, like, yeah, Murray, bro, Murray, Murray, I don't think he was Murray's, above it. I don't think Murray he was above it. He just, he, he just on the Cardinals. He on his way, though. I, I think he was I think he was less than an 80. If I don't, if I, that's what I've seen. I'm like, bro, you can't. You Come on, man. It's, it's, all, it's yeah. all good, man. We, we, we talk about it all the time. The 49ers were the best team in that, that I say conference, that, that division from 11 to 13. Seattle from 13 to 16. The Rams had their little two year window they yeah. make Super Bowl. So Cardinals should and could be coming. So yeah. I'm gonna say so I'm gonna say what, what, what about the four niners though coming back? I'm gonna say do you think the four niners can, can keep it for another two or three years? I mean you know if you pay that's the thing that's the thing about NFC. Like if you just look at the recent history of NFC the team that normally makes the Super Bowl, they kinda take a step back that next season. Yeah. So but I believe in the four niners just because we believe in Kyle Shanahan and they're yeah. paying the right people, and then everybody else is on their cheap rookie deals. So like it all can kind of balance out roster wise, transitioning wise, stuff like that. So they should never win less than ten games, at least not for the next three three years, probably. Yeah, I, I, but, but I'm see, Seattle's the one that's got you worried about. We love Russ, but they Russell bust in Seattle. So they've been they've been Russell bust for wow. That's yeah, crazy. I do not part. want anything to happen to Russ. I love Russ. One of my favorite QBs in the league. I, I want him to see him healthy his whole career. But you know, him and Pete Carroll have been kind of duct taping everything for me. <laughs> I would say, yeah, those two and look, can't can't get Bobby Wagner. He's always first pro linebacker, so can't get him either. Um, all right, so big news, and we'll, we'll probably reiterate this when uh, guests hop on. Another running back. I feel, I feel like we talk about this every single week. <laughs> like it's every single week, somebody else is up for the docket, man. And um, Derrick Henry, man, he got paid. What do you think about it? it? It's one of those weird things, man. You you should not pay the running back. I mean, I understand he's a beast on the field. What he did last year was phenomenal. Late league and rushing, 
he basically carried them in the playoffs because, you know, they were just kind of Tannehill, hand it off, and we're going to just keep bulldozing, 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 eating the clock up, grinding teams out. So for his skill set and for what he can do, he in, in the past, too, he's earned the money. But should you give it to him is a different thing. Right. But I, but I guess you know what Tennessee they're thinking. We hardly ever get anybody to come here anyway. Why not just keep what we have? And if they, you know, bring in a, a nice little rookie-scale RB, you would kind of be hoping, hoping that guy turns into the next Derrick Henry the same way. He was behind DeMarco Murray. You know, you can kind of start getting that two-for-one type of price price point in. But $25 million, uh, well, 50 25 guaranteed. When I, when I saw it, it kind of stung for a second. But considering this, it is Tennessee – the situation. I mean, they kind of, they might have just kind of messed themselves up though, because now you all your money going to Tim Hill and hearing. So you banking on some more nine and seven seasons, I guess. <laughs> that's 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 all we know the Titans for is that is that need a hey, being being nine and seven. I think I think um the thing so they drafted Darrington Evans out of App State, uh, four four speed, uh, passing back. So it's kind of like you let Deion Lewis go, you draft him. So they didn't draft the the, the Derrick Henry replacement. The bell count. Right. So so you, you kind of knew that, okay, well, they want to keep Derrick Henry. So like we said, yeah, yeah, we say the rule is don't pay running backs because you can get away with the running back by committee. But we, we know that all of it is justified. You can justify it some type of way. And I guess right now, John U. Smith, nothing. Uh, A.J. Brown, AJ Brown, nothing. Corey Davis, even though he's not coming back, he can pay nothing. Um, yeah, Corey. Yeah, Corey out of there, man. I'm about to say, the, good man. I, I, I don't gave up on the. I don't gave up on the Corey Davis train. I've been wrong every single year. I'm done. I, I'm not falling for that. I was. I'm about to say they gave Adam Humphreys like eight million, something like that. Uh, I think last year. So as a slot receiver, yeah. so it's coming. Kind of, that's and that's really their highest paid weapon. And that's you know what you're saying that way. You're like okay, well we can get away with paying a Tannehill and paying a Derrick Henry for now. We let John uh, Jack Cochran go. So he's going to Cleveland. So we didn't. We drafted his replacement, kind of like. So it's kind of like, we, we you can get away with it. They being smart in that sense. If we're gonna pay Derrick Henry, we gotta go cheap somewhere. Yeah, let some other stuff go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so yeah. So you like I said, you can justify every situation. And and Tennessee, to me, I think I think I think it's not they're done, but it's like they done because like we they're not they're not going above. They, they yeah, yeah, they, 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 yeah. They, they didn't really elevate by by signing everybody they did sign. Or- what they kept, they didn't really move the needle as far as like, all right, Tannehill's gonna be better than what he was. I mean, that uh, was outside of what, that what was, I think it was a year you had him in, it was a year you had him in fantasy like 2016. Like, outside of like that year, this was the best career year he's had. So, yeah, you're banking on him performing at the same level for the next two, three, four of his contract, and you're banking on Henry doing what he did this year every year, but. I mean, it's the NFL. Once people kind of figure out what you do, you're kind of just going to be figured out, and they'll still just be around that eight and eight, nine and seven mark. Right, exactly. Because after QB, Tannehill is. We I like you know I was on bandwagon for this year, but you know as far as like the Mariota thing and everything, but as just a QB, just him, talented guy, but for the most part, he's kind of always been a below five hundred QB. Hey, welcome to the show, my guy Rudy. Man, what's going on? <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, the backdrop, blame Chris Geller because we're going with that whole green screen thing. So It's all good, uh, man. Good to see you. Hey, it's good to see you, though. Same here. Yeah, good to see you guys, man. Hope you're staying safe, bro. <laughs> it's, uh, 
Yeah, it's good to be on with you guys, man. I always enjoy being on with you guys. And, uh, yeah, we're going to see each other again, I'm sure, this Sunday, too. Oh, yeah. So we, we, were, we were just talking about your boy, your one of your running backs on your dynasty team. Yeah. Uh, Rudy, Rudy's part of our dynasty league that we got going on. And uh, he got to trade right now. <laughs> he got, I, I've been trying to get somebody to trade with me, but nobody wants to trade. Hey, me, me, me and Rudy made a great trade last year. Uh, I, I had to get Dak. He had Pat Mahomes, man. He was he was over there hogging all the quarterbacks. I had to go get Dak from him. Um, but <laughs> but your guy, your, your guy Derrick Henry on your team got paid. So how do you feel from a fantasy perspective of having this guy for another four years in Tennessee? And what do you think about the contract? You know, I like the contract. The contract to me is a uh, it's it's right there where it needs to be. You know, it's not going to break the bank for them. Um, you know, Henry's had productive years the past couple of years, so it's money well worth it. Uh, for Tennessee, it's a great, you know, it's a great running back. It's not, like I said, it's not going to break the bank at all. It's not a, you know, a Zeke Elliott or any type of contract like that, I think. So, I mean, with it makes sense for them. They're a power team. They're a power running team. You got the back that's going to get you the yards. And, you know, he's going to be, I mean, he's going to have, I think he's going to have another good two, three years uh, from here on out. But great contract i have no issues with it at all i mean plus because he's on my fantasy team it's a bonus so uh I'm a winner right there even though we didn't win last year <laughs> i'm about to say if you ever get tired of him i'm i'm gonna I'm I'm send you a trade now well well i mean it's not that i'm tired yet, but i you know what man i mean i'm open to any offer that comes across my my table for any player so how about see? So we we will we will live stream our rookie draft. Uh, this is our, our very first rookie draft. Um, I, don't you have? Don't you? What, what pick do you have? I have the seventh pick. Okay, which I is like no man's land. Yeah. Well, I have no first round picks. Okay, because I, I oh, traded. Okay. I traded. <laughs> <it. laughs> but, but but nonetheless, um, you know, like yeah, you and the river trade and everything. Hey, I made I, he he gave me somebody he shouldn't have gave me. I got Allen Robinson out of finesse, so I'm 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 gonna be okay with that. But it's like so. First of all, Rudy, all three of your guys. I want to, so Mahomes got paid this year on your dynasty. Your boy Mostert, he tripping. He talking about a, he talking about a raise, and we talked about it last week. He was like, you not you not gonna get that. Um, but yeah, you got you got that insurance with Derrick Henry. But uh, for this rookie draft, I know we don't have a top pick, and maybe one of us might swing a big trade to get it. But who do you, who do you think should be the first one in, in from a dynasty perspective of of, of of out of these rookies? Well, I'll, everyone's pointing to uh, what is it, Clyde Edward Earl uh, for Kansas City who got drafted yeah, there. Clyde, it was there. A lot of people are pointing that way, but man, you, you can't really sleep on uh, actually two guys that I like. I mean. As far as receiver goes, you know, you've got a great receiver class, you know, and as drafting at number seven right there, uh, I mean, Jerry, Judy, C.D. Lamb, you know, you've got those guys right there, Her uh, Ruggs as well as another one. But if you want to talk number one pick, I, I, I guess I'll give it away because I'm not picking number one unless something happens. But DeAndre Swift in Detroit, that guy I think is going to fit that system to a T. I think if you're looking at the number one pick in, in final dynasty rankings, I love DeAndre Swift as far as, you know, Jonathan Taylor's another one in Indianapolis. I think he can actually come out as a number one back there. But DeAndre Swift, he's really got, I mean, he's got Carryon Johnson, I think, the two, but I, I think he fits that system really well. So if it's me having the number one pick, 
which I don't have unless somebody trades me. <laughs> I, I would have taken DeAndre Swift to a number one. Um, I, I can even see, like, as far as running backs, you know, at the number seven position where I'm at, I'm looking if I can get Cam Akers somewhere in there, I would definitely take him. I've seen everything where he's fallen on a lot of rankings, which surprises me. I mean, no Todd Gurley. Henderson really isn't, you know, that special. Much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Cam Akers is right there for the pickings if you can get him around seven. So for everyone that's listening to your show that's in our league, don't take Cam Akers. <laughs> Leave him there for me. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, you were kind of going the direction I was going. Um, I like Jonathan Taylor to the top just because of how the Colts are being built. You know, mm-hmm. Marlon Mack, he's a good RB, but I don't think they really see him in the long-term plans. And then they have the the pass catching back, but I think Taylor just what he did in college, that that lends itself pretty good to NFL yeah. translation with the Frank Reich. They want to kind of keep the quarterback, you know, not throwing the ball that many times, kind of balanced out. So I can see Justin Taylor being one of the next Bell Cowboys along the lines of a Derrick Henry, like we were talking about. So yeah. mm-hmm. if if not him, probably Rugs, but you kind of risk him being double teamed because you got. Tyrell Williams, who's solid but not always know, that hurt. kind of yeah, always hurt. <laughs> not not really like a tier two, more like a tier three receiver. He had a few good games this past season, but he's more of like a tier three receiver than a tier two. So you risk Rook being double and probably shut out some games. I mean, yeah. you have Wallace, you have Jacobs, and stuff like that. But the uncertainty of I like the guy's skill set. I like Derek Carr, but you don't know who's going to be the QB in Vegas After. now for the Raiders. Yeah. So. So that's why you kind of got to, you know, hedge your bet a little bit with Ruggs. But the talent is definitely there for Ruggs. So I'm Ruggs or Taylor, depending on how you view their situation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're talking wide receiver. I can give you a really good sleeper on the wide receiver. I mean, Justin Jefferson from Minnesota. I mean, you still got the You got rid of Diggs. But Justin Jefferson is a big receiver. I mean, I think out of all the receivers, I think he's going to probably – be up there and you know top two in my in my sense for rookie rankings you've got great receivers rugs is another one but like you said we don't know exactly how that offense is gonna lay out for rugs cd lamb you still got to compete with amari cooper i mean they're gonna probably get more yeah you're gonna have to probably use cd in the slot you know a lot so um then you're talking about guys like jerry judy i mean is drew lock really proven we don't know yet so there's still some question marks on some of these top guys. Another guy that you may see pump up, you know, jump up on the rankings is a T. Higgins for Cincinnati. I mean, that's another one. And, you know, a question I would like to pose to you guys as far as the fantasy draft comes up this Sunday, I believe. Joe Burrow, do you think someone's going to reach for him in those top six picks, five picks? Mm. I'm about to say, for, for the guys who got the QB needy no, teams, I mean, I, I, I mean, I can understand it though, because like, like for example, like when Rudy drafted Mahomes, like what maybe second round, it was like, yeah. man, I would never reach for a quarterback. But you think about it, you got Mahomes, and he's as far as so far, he's not going anywhere, and he's going to be QB one, two, or three as long as he play all 16 games. So I can understand yeah. it, and you know, if you believe in Joe, you know, I, I, I get it, but yeah. I, because because the quarterback position weapons. is, I mean, he does have weapons. He do he do have the weapons, but I know for me, if I was up there, I need a running back. Like, yeah. so I made the championship, and I'm over here. I got the exact star lineup. I played David Singletary in week uh, week 17. Mike Boone from Minnesota, third string running back. Now, let me put it that. 
and then Washington from Oakland, who I think he left. I think he I think he signed somewhere else this season. But DeAndre Washington, that's terrible. Cause I couldn't pay. I couldn't play Tevin Coleman, Duke Johnson, uh, Jalen Richard. Like like y'all. Somebody got him y'all. And y'all and Rudy talking about you. Don't, you the name like four running backs, and they all go first round. I'm done. Like. Where, where are you picking in the second round? Uh, it was toward the back, uh, number eleven. So if, too many trades. You got to hold on to some picks. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I'll give picks. you one. If, if Kashawn Vaughn is there for Tampa Bay in the second yeah. round, which I think he will be, um, Kashawn Vaughn is that hit or miss guy. But I think he's going to be a really big hit because Ronald Jones is really the only competition, and Ronald Jones is not. But he better you know, show it. He better show it. This year. He's not RB one material. Sean Vaughn can go in there. You got Brady come in there. You I'm got, still holding you know, out hope for my guy Rojo, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, I think that fits uh, Tampa Bay a lot with Kashawn Vaughn. So, I mean, this this draft class was so deep that, I mean, you're going to get good value just about oh, yeah, anywhere yeah, yeah. of any dynasty. Yeah, league, I, so. I'm probably going to have to shop one of these elite receivers I got to go get me to move up because well i'm looking for a receiver so I oh mean, we might have to talk a trade oh yeah this is this this, <laughs> see, this, this is the beautiful this is the beauty of talk time right hey here. this is the beauty of talk man this, this is beautiful um hey so so you know you know we know fantasy is all about like running backs and stuff like that um mm. so with the running back market you got my guy Dalvin cook he wants to get paid there your Derek Henry just got paid you got mixing next you got alvin Kamara, uh leonard fournette uh, Aaron Jones, after his uh, record-setting touchdown record uh, last year, Ken Drake just got the transition tag. I think this passing, so he he's up. And then you got you know the Lindsey and, and Marlon Mack, who you know Broncos paid Gordon to come there, so he's probably not going to be there. And then Jonathan Taylor got drafted to the Colts, so Marlon Mack probably won't be there. Do, do do you see? So you know you know our rule: we don't pay running backs. Don't pay but backs. but it's like all these guys coming up, and these are these are the guys. These, like these are the the crop that got drafted, because teams teams didn't pay running backs. Now it was their turn to get paid. Now, who do you think out of those guys like deserve that McCaffrey and Zeke tier level money, or do you think everybody should fall right where Derrick Henry was? It was about 12, 12 and a half. You know, I'm gonna probably upset a lot of people and say everyone, even Kamara, deserves that Henry money. I, you know, for me, Ezekiel Elliott was just overpaid. I mean, they just <laughs> stupidly gave him that money. So I don't even consider Zeke's contract even worth it. McCaffrey is on a different level. I mean, McCaffrey is, you know, punt returner, kick returner, running back, wide receiver, catch out of the backfield. He's everything. So when you're paying him, you're paying him, you know, as like he's a multi-position type of player. Now, Kamara, he doesn't do punt returns. He doesn't do kick returns. You know, he can't catch out of the backfield. But... I just think he he hasn't really shown anything last season. He didn't really show a whole, whole lot to where you can say, okay, you deserve McCaffrey money. You deserve Zeke money. This draft class, I mean, not the draft class, the running back class coming out for 2021 with the exception of Henry now, it's solid and it's loaded. Yeah. Our team's going to overpay for these guys. Yeah, there's going to be a team that's over. They're going to overpay for Dalvin Cook. They're going to overpay for a Camara, whether it be their own teams or somebody different. Guys like a Marlon Mack, they're going to get probably less than Henry because, again, they're still not proven. And, you know, even like a Kenyon Drake, Drake just really came out last year with the Arizona Cardinals. He had decent seasons, but it, his breakout was with the Cardinals towards the end of the year. If you give me, if I give you one player, I really like Joe Mixon a lot. I mean, Joe Mixon. That's my guy. 
Yeah, Joe Mixon, out of all these guys, would probably, if he has another solid year, I think he deserves to get paid, not necessarily Zeke or McCaffrey money, but definitely more than Henry. So I would like Mixon, if he has a solid year, to get more than Derrick Henry. The other guys, I, I still, Dalvin just had a good season, but it, he's been injured. You know, Leonard Fournette hasn't had that great season that people expected him coming out of LSU. Again, Aaron Jones has had a good season, so they're banking on those last seasons. It's what you do this season that's going to count. Out of all of them, Joe Mixon is the one that I think that might actually see the most money out of all of them. Yeah, you know, Dalvin Cook, he's probably the most talented guy, you know, just from what he's done and stuff like that. You know, he's probably amongst the best five running backs in the game when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. But because you have the issue of the injuries and stuff like that, you really don't want to just invest – in Dalvin Cook, that's wrong with you, man. I know coming out of college, going to the draft, Mixon had his transgressions and, you know, stuff like that. But, I mean, that's a guy I'll draft every year in fantasy just because of his skill set, what he can do. Now, granted, the Bengals haven't given him a great O-line because if you draft him in fantasy this past season, Mixon was terrible. <laughs> right. Because just the O-line, the O-line was nothing. And they were, yeah. you know, you, you bit Dalton, put in you know, another QB and stuff like that. So, the Bengals kind of had a rough, a rough go, but when you're thinking, all right, we can pair uh, rookie scale Joe Burrow with potentially uh, Paid Mixon, Boyd, Higgins, maybe AJ Green stays and retires there, or even if he goes, you still got the potential of a Boyd Ross Higgins. Mm-hmm. You could be looking at a pretty historic, you know, elite offense right now. So I'm with you, man. I would, I would do Joe Mixon. And some people forget about Kamara. He's not a bell cow back. They, no, they no, had no. Ingram there. So you can't pay him like a bell cow bet when he – now, PPR lead, he's going to get you eight carries, 75 yards, probably the seven catches, 60-something yards. So in a PPR lead, fantasy-wise, he's dangerous. But, but real life? A, <laughs> but, yeah, but NFL-wise, you cannot pay him like an RB1 because he's not an RB1. Exactly. Hey, we're going to take, take a quick commercial break, and I'll be right back. Welcome, Caroline, to the show. What's going on? Hey, I'm glad to be back. Thank you guys for having me. No doubt. No doubt, no doubt. Of course. We got to have a dream team in the building. You already know. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, so uh, before we continue, uh, so y'all got a new show coming together. Um, one, can, y- can y'all just go over that real quick and, and, and uh, just, just tell how it all came to go, uh, to, to be? I'm going to let Rudy, uh, Rudy Campos. Yeah, we definitely, uh, we've got a show coming out. Uh, we're going to announce the date on Monday, the actual start date. So uh, it's going to be an hour a week. You know, we're going to start off slow, give everybody an hour a week. Uh, uh, we'll accept the date will come out. We're really excited to announce it. It's a new sports talk show here in San Antonio. We'll give the name. We'll give the time. We'll give everything on Monday. Uh, but basically how it came about was, you know, Carolina put a gun in my head and said, you know, we need to get this radio show thing going, so let's make it happen. I I cried like a little baby and said, "Okay, yes, I'll do it." So that's how it came about. Now, I mean, we've we've been doing some podcast stuff like that, and she's got you know a lot of radio experience. You know, she's a rock the mic champion. You know, she's got tons of radio experience. I've only been on the radio one time, uh, but it was for two hours, and it was great. So I had got a taste of it, and you know, we just came together, man, and we decided. San Antonio and, you know, pretty much everyone else needs a, another sports talk show to listen to. Uh, we're just going to make it different and make it fun. And, you know, we definitely want to get uh, our 
our sports family here, which includes you guys, you know, eventually call in maybe a couple times or something and get you on the radio too, because we're both, we both understand we came from, you know, we came from the bottom on up like everybody else is. So yeah. we want to include everybody as much everybody as we can. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how it started. Carol, you got anything or you want to add to it? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the true story is, that i'm just kidding uh so what had happened was you know i've always been into uh radio i won the uh, rock the mic competition and that was a really hard uh competition for me to win it was just going up against a whole uh, bunch of different people and i ended up um, winning that competition and it's been quite a roller coaster for me last year um, was definitely a huge uh emotional roller coaster for me and um, I had a situation where I kind of um, was in a position where I felt really low and I stayed in bed all day crying because um, something had happened um, to me on the radio. And, you know, when I cried it all out, um, that's when I realized, you know, I really love this. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, you know, you don't really love something until you cry over like a radio show like you know what i mean like why am i crying so if you stay in bed all day just sad and stuff so that's kind of when like the motivation was like okay I, i'm over it like it's time for me to have my own show and i really want a strong co-host somebody that's really you know number one loyalty is important to me um right. somebody who has good takes is important to me as well somebody who can, how i i can trust to carry um, the microphone and is not going to put us in a position to look crazy on the air. Um, so uh, the answer for me was to uh, ask Rudy to be my co-host. There's a lot of people that I could have uh, potentially, you know, thought about bringing on. And I felt like Rudy was the best fit for me. Um, we've done a lot of podcasts together. Um, I put a gun to someone else's head. And I was like, look, I've been in the radio for like three years. What do I need to do to get my own show? Like, I'm tired of this. Right. So then I, I got an answer. Um, the answer was basically give yourself a goal. Give yourself a deadline. And I was like, OK, there hasn't been a woman who's had her own radio show in San Antonio for almost 10 years since 2011. That was Don Bartlett Hall. And I feel like I was, you know, I feel like I had um, I'm just. I feel like at this point, you know, a lot of uh, producers, executive producers send me, you know, direct messages and they told me they would have been giving me a show. So that's when I was like, OK, I'm ready to pull the trigger. Uh, we went in, we recorded some demos and the producers really liked us. And they were like, you know, we, we would love to have you guys on. So I was like, all right, bet. So we gave ourselves a deadline like my mentor had told me. And we're ready to roll out. We're ready to bring something new to San Antonio. We're ready to um, bring something different. You know what I mean? Like, we just want to have a really good time with everybody. Um, and we just want to have fun. And I just remember what it was like, you know, um, you know, on the come up, always um, just wanting somebody to just give me a chance. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I'm glad somebody finally gave me a, a true chance to show my talent. And I felt like Rudy was the perfect co-host for me because, you know, I know how bad he wants it too. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that passion is there with him and I feel like he's the perfect person to bring on. And I know what that's like. So when we have our show, 
you know, we want to showcase uh, not only major talent, but talent like you guys as well. People that we know, you know, really want this. Right. You know, we want to give you guys a platform so you can use it, you know, for your reel or whatever you got to do. So that's kind of what happened, how everything came into fruition. And uh, we're, we're going to have a really good time with everybody. So we cannot wait. It's a lot of work behind the scenes, let me tell you. You know, it's not, yeah, it, it's a lot of yeah. work. We're, put, we're putting in a lot of OT. I've had, uh, I didn't sleep at all last night. Uh, couple, like last week, I didn't sleep at all either. Just, you know, trying to make moves, trying to handle my business. Um, but we're getting it done. And, you know, we, we're you guys are really going to love what we have. So we're really excited. Hashtag we're, team no sleep. Yeah, we're announcing, uh, we're announcing the uh, time and the station on Monday. And we are more than excited. So that's going to be fun. And like I said, congratulations to y'all. On on that on that accomplishment. Gracias. All right. So while we're here, uh, let's get let's 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 transition to uh, the NBA real quick. Talking about the NBA bubble. So, from being from San Antonio, I have three Spurs fans on here right now, and it's kind of crazy. I, you know, you know, drive me drive me a little crazy. But um, what do what do y'all think about this whole? First of all, the, the bubble in general, and then kind of like. The, the rumors with Popovich and stuff about going to the Nets and stuff. Well, bubble-wise, I've i kind of been against it, you know, majority of the time because, you know, it's it's about money, we know. I mean, I want to see basketball, but, I mean, I, I know that in the bubble. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. I, I don't know how safe it is. And so far, it's been pretty safe from what I understand. You know, they've had a couple of players that have contracted COVID, but it hasn't been a whole lot. So I'm kind of opening up more and more about the NBA coming back. Um, I just saw the TBT tournament, how they ran things, and it went really smooth. It was a great, great thing that I saw on TV. So I'm thinking the NBA is, is it's going to be fine. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, as far as the bubble goes, it doesn't look like anybody's really hurting there. I mean, I hear the food's better than what they thought. I mean, you're getting <laughs> free rides at Disney. I, I don't mind being in the bubble for getting all that. <laughs> Um, as far as the bubble for me, um, I think uh, there's people that criticize, you know, the whole entire bubble situation because there's people that are making the violations and things like that. And then there's a snitch hotline, which I'm really a big I'm really a big fan of following the snitch hotline right now because I want to see how many people are like down to snitch on their teammates or like other teams. And I'm like trying to figure out who's snitching on who. And that's kind of like something that I'm really into right now. I'm going to um, say it's Chris Paul. Shout out, shout out Chris. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Paul. No, I'm just I'm kidding. Chris. We don't know who it is, but um, I think about that situation and I'm like, okay, it's kind of like fair game because like when it comes to that whole snitch, snitch thing, like every year for the playoffs, you always hear like basketball enthusiasts, they always talk about how they have the best opportunity. Like if they win X amount of games, they're going to be lined up like the Spurs. If they win and get X amount of games, they're going to be lined up with this team and um, they have a better chance at winning. So I'm wondering if, like, there's players that are in the bubble and they're like, if we snitch on these people, 
and they get quarantined for several more weeks, we have a better chance of making the playoffs or we have a better chance of getting a better seed. So I'm just wondering if people are doing that because, and I feel like people are, like I feel like players are doing that because all is fair in love and war. So I think that, you know, people are utilizing the snitch hotline to their advantage and that's kind of grimy, but at the same time, like it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I don't know, I feel like it's grimy, but it's interesting to, you know, pay attention to. And then as far as like the amenities and all those type of things, I know that the players, um, there's a lot of reports that the um, staff is working around the clock. They're working really hard to accommodate to these players and things like that. So I think that, you know, they're the, the whole Disney resort thing, they're doing a great job. And then there's the complaints coming in and people are saying that pe- uh, they're ungrateful, you know, for complaining about that stuff. And they should, I don't know. I feel like complaining is just a natural human ha- like habit like so yeah, i don't yeah. i think it's like a natural human habit like i don't understand why they're being criticized for complaining like we all have our jobs that we love uh, and we have our complaints too we're blessed to have jobs but we complain too that doesn't i mean that yeah. might come off as ungrateful but it's a natural human emotion and then as far as um you had asked about greg popovich you want to talk about that or you want to wait i could talk about pop all day long all right, so, Rash- Rashad, let's see Rashad got to say that. Yeah, 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 Rashad, go. Okay, okay. Man, I'm just mad that Russ and Harden got COVID. They're about to miss the Rockets up a little bit. What you guys think about that? Man, it, you know, it, it just it's sad that the two best players on one team got it. But I think, you know, you got, you got three games first before the actual bubble season starts. So, I think they'll be fine. They'll be okay. I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to put a setback on them. I mean, we're still going to see James take six steps to the basket. We're going to still see Russ throwing his hands up, <laughs> one in the foul when there's nobody around him. We're still going to see those same two guys doing mm-hmm. all their antics. I don't think COVID's going to affect them at all. They should be ready by the time the actual bubble season goes. If it don't get worse for them, they will. Right, right. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll say, uh, before y'all let y'all talk about the pop thing, uh, you know, the, the whole the whole rumor about it, I, I guess it makes sense. Uh, but I guess, Caroline, you, you talked about uh, loyalty. And, mm-hmm. you know, will pop show loyalty in this, okay, I don't have Tim Duncan anymore, I don't have Ben Robinson, Tony Parker, Ginobili, and now Kawhi's gone. Like, is, is it time for my my behind to hit the rose too? Or, because, you know, if you go to Brooklyn with Kevin Durant and Kyrie, he continues this winning, this winning, this winning, instead of, you know, most, you know, when you look at coaches, can can you, can you, at the greatness, can you rebuild it and continue greatness? And I guess that that's what people kind of want to see. You know, Phil Jackson had this little low with Kobe with, without before Paul Gasol got there. So it's kind of like, you know, can can pop find this find this low and get back to greatness? I, I want and that's that's kind of what it is. Like, do he stay with San Antonio and ride it out, or I'm old? Let me go to Brook, Brooklyn and see if I can win the championship. Man, you know, I'll be honest as a, as a, as a San Antonio Spurs fan, and you know, we cover them down here, Carolina and I. I wouldn't be upset if Pop decided to go to Brooklyn or somewhere to coach. It wouldn't affect me at all. I mean, will he do it? I seriously doubt it. Now. There's some people that have said some stuff because recently uh, his home here in San Antonio was up for sale. And I don't know if it actually did sell, but it was up for sale. Mm-hmm. So that kind of added to the rumors about him maybe going to coach somewhere else. Honestly, man, I just think that this whole bubble thing and what happened with the league this year, I see him more riding off in the sunset and retiring 
after this season rather than going to coach somewhere else. Um, the, the Brooklyn Nets, he has ties. Sean Marks, hey, you want to win a title? The, one of the best places to come out on the East is in Brooklyn, obviously with Durant, you know, and uh, Kyrie Irving. You still got a, you know, some youth there with uh, Dinwiddie is, is there. But, I mean, do I see him going to Brooklyn? No. Would I be mad? No. I mean, Phil Jackson went from, you know, the Bulls, and we all saw the last dance and what happened there. He went to the Lakers. You know, he even tried to build up the Knicks again, stuff like that. You can't really blame a person for trying to continue the winning habits and the winning ways, but I don't see him going to Brooklyn. I think what Sean Mark said, you know, it's basically false. We're not bringing Pop over here. I think he's telling the truth. I think Pop is going to just remain with the Spurs and then kind of just go off. I think he sold his house because I really feel like he's getting ready to retire, maybe move back to Colorado because he was in the Air Force Academy. Uh, you know, maybe move somewhere else, you know, in the United States and just kind of sit back, relax and watch the NBA on the couch like all retired people do. Um, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that I would love, I mean, it'd be great to see him go to the Nets. Um, he has, I think he's already, is he the highest paid coach or one of the highest paid coaches at the moment? And the Nets have the, uh, they have the money to pay him way more than what the Spurs are giving him. And it sounds like a really attractive deal. There's all that talent over there with the Nets with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Both of those players have said that they really love they love Pop. Who doesn't, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, it's a possibility that he could go over there. And I think that's a fun idea to flirt with because there's no sports news going on. But I think the reality of the situation is I don't like to talk. I mean, I don't like to bring up personal stuff when it comes to the players. And we really don't know much about a pop's private life, but his wife passed away about a year ago, maybe two years ago. And that was like, a—I don't know if it was a sudden passing, but since that, I, I feel like that in addition to, you know, everything's changing around him. Um, the big three are no longer there um, in San Antonio. And then the Spurs are focusing more on the youth and he's working on building up Becky Hammond, Tim Duncan as an assistant coach. I, really don't see him leaving San Antonio and going anywhere else. I don't see it um, as far as loyalty is concerned. I think that he's going to remain loyal to San Antonio because Tim Duncan was loyal to San Antonio. Monogenob- they all sink with the, the with the ship, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think the, cap- the captain's going to want to sink with the ship too. You know what I'm saying? You go down with your ship and I feel like that's what Greg Popovich is going to do. I think he's going to right off into the sunset and um, his home is being listed. I think his home is being listed not because he's going to go somewhere else, but because maybe he wants to downgrade from, you know, everything that he went through in his personal life. And he don't want to be in that home where his family was at. I mean, that's how I would feel. Um, But I I don't know what he's feeling, but I don't see him leaving San Antonio. Um, And I'm I'm, honestly, I think he's over this shit. Like this whole COVID thing, the whole, (laughs) like he's tired of the, like, He's got to build up the youth. Um, it was easier for him to work with, you know, a strong uh, player like Tim Duncan. But, you know, now he has to – right now his coaching is – the Spurs coaching has always been catering to the strengths of the players that are currently on the team. They've turned into more iso ball, and they've improved on that end. But it's just like a lot of work on his end, and I don't, I don't see him – I think he's going to retire. I don't want him to, but I think he will. Yeah, I think that whole Kawhi thing might have took a little bit out of him as far as just like his energy for the game because now you don't have a star player, so you're basically just treading water come playoff time. So, but what if he did go to Brooklyn? They could 
potentially make him the all-time GOAT over Phil if you want to title it KB and Kyrie. Yeah, it's fun to think about it. I mean, if he wants another title, Brooklyn would be definitely a place to go, but I still think he's got better teams out there than Brooklyn, so it's going to be a little tougher for him to get, you know, more titles with Brooklyn. Will that attract? But then here's the other thing for both you guys and even Carolina. He's had so much trouble getting players to come down to San Antonio and play for him. If he goes to Brooklyn, can he get that third wheel to play for him to go with Kyrie or KD? We don't know. I mean, we don't know because players are all day. I love Pop. Pop's a great person, great coach, all this. Well, then you ask him on the back end, why don't you come play for Pop in San Antonio? You always hear crickets. So yeah. is is it, you know, that's another thing. If he goes to Brooklyn, can he get that third wheel to be able to compete with, you know, the Lakers and the Clippers and stuff like that on the West Coast? So we don't know. But, I mean, it would be fun to see him coaching KD and Kyrie. I mean, definitely would be fun. Well, there's there's rumors that, well, DeMar DeRozan has that. He has that option out after this final year or this one year left before he has the option to leave. And mm-hmm. there's been speculation that um, – he could possibly be a good trade for the Brooklyn Nets because he's getting older and then he's good in, you know, offensively. And then he would be there with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. And then the Spurs could pretend they have the cap space to get somebody young like Dinwiddie and they're already doing their rebuild. So if that were to happen and then Greg Popovich goes over to the Brooklyn Nets, um, I think that would be a good place for him. But the difference that you guys had, you have brought up Phil Jackson as far as like getting uh, more rings, I don't think that that's Coach Pops. I don't know Coach Pop. I'm over here talking about like I know him. <laughs> that's a homeboy. But, uh, I know that's my homeboy. Yeah. But I feel I feel like Coach Pop, the way that he talks, like I don't really think he's chasing more rings. Like when Phil Jackson left Chicago, he was leaving Chicago because Jerry Krause pushed him out. And, yeah. you know, Jer- he was a great coach, but Jerry, Kra- Jerry Krause was, like, making things difficult for him. The upper management was making his life hard. They told him even if he wins uh, all the games of the season, they're still going to get rid of him. And I think that Phil Jackson's motivation to go to the Lakers and win more championships was to be like, I don't want to curse, but mother effer, I don't need you. I don't need you. This is a family show. I don't need you. And so I think that was his motivation to become one of the greatest coaches of yeah. all time and get more reigns. I don't think that um, Greg Popovich is in that same mind space. He he has built, you know, they turn crumbs into bricks. They haven't had high draft picks in 22 years. And they've, you know, been in the playoffs all the, this whole entire time. He's had a great career. And I yeah. think he's, and I'm a really big Bulls fan, but um, and I think Phil Jackson is the greatest, one of the greatest coaches of all time. But I think that Greg Popovich has an edge up on him because, like I said, he's able to turn crumbs into bricks. And Phil Jackson had Kobe and Shaq, and he had uh, Jordan and Pippen. And you know, uh, the Spurs, you know, they had to build from the ground up. So I think that he's, you know, he's already had a successful career. So I don't see him, you know, chasing rings. Now, if he did, that'd be great. But um, I don't see him chasing rings. And, and go into the Nets. I think he's going to retire. And I'll say this, two points y'all brought up, uh, Rudy, about the you know about getting people to come to San Antonio. I think that's where he kind of, quote-unquote, messed up. And I say this because the Lakers were willing to give you, you know, Ingram, Lonzo, and, and Hart. And, yes, you got DeRozan, uh, and you took a project on uh, Jacob Yado, but it's like, 
we see what Ingram has done now, and we see what Lonzo mm-hmm. can be, and even Josh Hart is a good role player. And I felt like, yes, yeah, the Lakers and the history of the Lakers versus Spurs, I get it. I get that part. But when you're talking about getting a star to come, we haven't seen it. And I think what well, I think the best signing y'all ever had was you know, Stephen Jackson, I would say. Well, I mean, Marcus Aldridge was the biggest star to come to San Antonio. Before that, I mean, Derek Anderson was probably the biggest one to come out of free agency. So yeah, maybe I would even say maybe a Richard Jefferson. I mean, he came down, but outside of Lamarcus Aldridge, we haven't had an All Star right. say, "Hey, I want to go to San Antonio and play," you know, with the Spurs. No matter how they sell this this place of San Antonio, I mean, it's calm, it's cool, it's collective, it's everything good. Players love being here because they don't get bothered. Right, you know, I like that. They there's just something about coming to San Antonio. You have to point at the possible front office or coaching staff. I mean, people want to play. People say, I want to play for Pop. But then, like I said, they don't really want to play for Pop. Why don't you come down? You can build, you know, you could have easily built, you know, something around LaMarcus Aldridge, not necessarily getting superstars, but just getting a few stars to come down here to play. The whole Kawhi thing, you know, you brought it up. You know, if if the Lakers uh, trade rumor was true or it was Ingram Hart, uh, couple of draft couple of first round draft picks to go along with either uh i think it was either lonzo ball or, or kuzma or a ball or somebody else in there that's something you don't really pass up i mean ingram is starting to come into his own now you get a guy like kuzma i mean that would be that would have been fantastic for this first even the clipper deal where you got the 12th and 13th pick to go along with tobias harris that was being rumored i mean i think what they did was they waited too long and figured we're gonna we're going to make this guy sweat and we're going to get what we want. And they did it. Those deals that were perfect, they got passed up. They were like, oh, they're not on the table anymore. We got a better deal over here. We got a better offer over here. So we had to settle. And when I say settle, I mean that in the nicest way. We had to settle for DeMar DeRozan and Jakob Pertl. I mean, I think we're about to lose DeRozan maybe after next season because he may opt in. I don't think he's going to get $28 million anywhere else you know, a year. So I think he'll opt in, play with the Spurs one more year. But then you're going to be on the verge of losing both LMA and DeRozan in next summer's uh, free agency. So, yeah, it's kind of a lose-lose situation on the Kawhi deal. But, you know, just got to keep it in the past. And hopefully that our youth that we've drafted uh, comes up big for us soon here. Yeah, and Caroline, I, I love that uh, Dan Witty and probably Jerry Allen because Spurs got enough mm-hmm. of damn guards as it is, <laughs> uh, get Jerry out for some defense over there. That that wouldn't be, you know, I mean that's 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 the best you can do, and that won't that won't be bad. Um, kind kind of kind of switch gears a little bit uh, before we get out of here. Ten minutes left. Uh, what are you, what are everybody's situation or deal or ordeal about the team in Washington? I'm gonna call them Haskin and them boys. Um, <laughs> well, what do y'all think about like find, the find the change coming around, but then also like, what do you think the name should be? Dang, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Falco fan, so I like what the Sentinels from, you know, when uh, they have with I can't remember the replacements from the movie. You know, I would I like the Sentinels name. I, I would go with that name. I, I've heard other things. Uh, there was uh, one. I think I I think I saw one of you guys posted on Twitter. Uh, we gotta help me with the name that y'all posted. I, I do like it though. 
The Red Tails. Um, so Red Tails. Yeah. yeah. I do. I really like that name. There, there's just ways you can go with it, man. I mean, a lot of ways you can go with it. I've heard even they're trying to buy out the Washington Generals name uh, from the Harlem Globetrotters. So we'll see it. And after the news coming out today that broke, Ooh, you know, <laughs> we have no idea what's going to happen in Washington now. So, um, yeah, I mean, as far as name goes, I'm with Sentinels, Red Tails, and the Generals. I mean, those three, I think, fit really well. Out of all three, I do like the Red Tails. That was a that was a really good one. So I'm, that's got my vote. I'm going to be really honest with y'all. I really don't care. I don't care what their name is going to be. Uh, don't mean nothing to yeah. me. Uh, just get rid of the Redskins name. It's just really funny how, like, the press releases are like, really, really the Redskins name. The Redskins is the Redskins. Like, they keep saying the Redskins name in all their press releases all day long. Yeah. You know, it's like an offensive name, and they keep running with that name. And it's just funny to me how they keep mentioning the Redskins in their press releases, and they know it's offensive. So um, I don't care. Uh, but I do have to start caring because – they're fighting for the trademark right now. It's a big secret what the name is going to be. And, you know, Vegas is taking, you know, bets right now on what the name is going to be. And <laughs> I really have money. to start you I have to start doing my research. So I got to figure out which one I'm going to take because I'm trying to, you know, flip a brick, you yeah. know, in the uh, on Bovada. <laughs> so I got to figure out. what I really like the Red Tails, though. Um, that one's really cute to me. I mean, not cute, but it's really, you know, it sounds real savage. Um, and I really like that right. one. So I like the Red Tails. That's the one I pick. And um, it seems like the Redskins are a hot mess right now, especially like you guys said, like with the allegations today of the females or the women saying that they're a sex victim of sexual harassment. It's just a big, like... A big mess. A big mess. Somebody did uh, brujeria on them, and they're going through a lot right now. So, yeah, that's, I got to figure it me. out. That scared me. You saying it. Yeah. Y'all gotta yeah, tell me. Y'all <laughs> have to tell me uh, what y'all think it's gonna be because I'm gonna trust y'all and I'm gonna put money on it and I hope I win big. Oh wow! Yeah, I'll leave that up to you guys, man. Not me. How about I say? I, I really. A lot of faith. How about I say? <laughs> Rashad, 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 you you got you got a good no, one. I like the DC Defenders. Though. Yeah, I'm about to say yeah. you like that one a lot. That's a good one. Baby, my boy, my guy, Vince McMahon. You know, he XFL lost. Uh, like, Red tails is kind of uh, like a going to the other extreme as far as like, you know, red skins is offensive to the Indians, but like red tails is going like far left of African Americans. So it's like, are you just yeah. doing it because of the times we're in or what? Mm. So right. To me, that's a little bit too far left. So I would just call up Vince McMahon, buy that DC Defenders and call it today. You know what? Um, I think you might be onto something because they are fighting for the trademark. And what if the trademark that they're fighting for is the Defenders trademark? With the XFL, that could be it. I mean, that's a good guess. Yeah, you know, Vince, he'll, he'll take a royalty check. I'm about mm-hmm. to say, sound like you better place your money. I know, I'm like, you know what? That's <laughs> sound like, that might, sound might like be a, onto something. That's like but, a good bit. Yeah. I'm, yeah, whatever. whatever relate to somebody. I'm about to say, well, whatever they do, it, it, just, it just, I mean, it, it, it took, it took FedEx. Unmute your mic, bro. Oh, I'm muted. <laughs> I'm muted. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they they hear me, they hear me, they hear me. Uh, it took it took um, FedEx Field, it took um, did what Nike and it took I forgot who else it was to say we're gonna pull up pull everything for y'all to change it. They've been talking about this for years, 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 not and Dave Snyder cool. saying, "No, I'm not doing, I'm not doing it." So, um, 
it's, it's, it's finally about time. Haskins and them boys, uh, Washington and the Haskins, y'all just y'all just be ready. But I do like DC defenders though. Defender sounds really good. I didn't even think about that. Defender sounds, it sounds really good actually. It fits it right does. in. So yeah, I'm, I'm going all in. I'm just telling y'all, y'all giving her names to put bets on. I'm about to put it down too. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> we giving all need her to any put names. It, we, all, we all need to put a bet. Y'all, I'm y'all you. live like hours away. I'm like a few minutes from her, so she can, you know, she can kick my, you know, blood at the end of, you know, hey, I gave you that name to bet on. It didn't hit. Well, all right, I'm, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. I'm going to choke funny. you out. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> no, but you know what? Um, so, do y- okay, uh, y'all had mentioned something. And I know we got 10 minutes left, but I'll make it quick. So, do y'all think if they were to pick the red tails, you think that would be pandering? I do. I just think, I just think one, it kind you can, you can keep HTTR, you, like, you can keep the colors. Like, all the logo designs were great. Um, and, and, you know, I guess during all what we're going through right now with, with you know, with the – the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that. It's kind of like, it's kind of like they they be offensive to something for so long, like like Rashad said to to the extreme, and now we empower something, um, which you know which I kind of like, and I you know, I like the I like the Washington Nationals, so the DC Defenders kind of tie in together as a city, um, so it, it does make sense, and I feel like if you do DC Defenders. You gonna have to change up everything, uh, you know, color scheme, just 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 because I don't think the burgundy and gold looks right. I just don't think that that really fits yeah. DC defenders. So it, it's like if you want to keep the same type of, type of color, then red tails would be a, would be a good one. Otherwise, D- DC defenders, I like it. Let me slide. Gonna be fun to slide a little fifteen bucks on there. We quit. I think I think if they go with the red tails, you know, just to you know, just because you know they've changed their ways and. All that stuff. I think they not only need to put, um, they need. They also need to match their action or their words with their actions, and they need to hire more minorities in their um, in their organization yeah. because that's a huge problem with the NFL is that they lack diversity. So I think they need to put they need to put their money where their mouth is if that's the direction that they're trying to go. So I mean that's. That's the next flame that people are gonna hold to them. So, or yeah, that's what I gotta say. I would say shout out, shout out, Ron Rivera. <laughs> Riverboat Ron, that's for sure. All right, so we only got two minutes left. So basically, I want to thank y'all for joining us um, on this on this episode. Um, the anything so Monday so Monday do y'all, y'all have a time where y'all gonna drop this so so everybody uh, or just just it's just a shock yeah element surprise we could tell them we, we could give y'all the exclusive what time are we gonna drop it Rudy uh, we decided we were dropping it at eleven o'clock so eleven o'clock okay. Central twelve o'clock y'all's time okay it's gonna be right good let me go and set my Yo. live my live tweet notifications. <laughs> We're gonna shake we're gonna shake the table over here in San Antonio, believe me. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, I'm I'm that. I'm fine way y'all gonna be listening. Hey, I'm I'm gonna be listening. Guarantee it. Well the thing is is that y'all can actually listen to it because um we're gonna be live on the studio obviously in San Antonio, but I'll be live through restream like on Twitter, Facebook. Carolina's probably gonna be live on her Facebook too, so there's gonna be a ton of ways to listen to it if you're not in San Antonio. Plus, if you miss it, it's going to be a podcast, too. It's going to be turned into a podcast. So gotcha. that'll be for everyone to listen. To. I mean, there, there'll be a way to listen to it either way. So you're good, man. We'll drop a number in there if y'all want to give us a call on the show, too. 
Y'all got to give us a call. Y'all got to give us a call because you know, we, really lo- we, really lo- we really love you guys. I don't know if For we sure, should. Man. Yeah, we really want y'all to call and we need that. We know that you guys are passionate about what y'all do and you guys are intelligent. So I want those are the type of people that, those are the type of listeners I want. Those are the type of people we want to call in. So y'all got to be, you know, calling in and stuff all day long. Yeah, we'll do, definitely. Well, most definitely. All right, Rashad, and the last thing uh kind of want to get into is uh, Dak Prescott did not get signed, and it was rumors about about they were so close to getting a deal done. All of a sudden, they're, they're very close. And last week, they was miles apart. So, big cap. <laughs> big cap, definitely. Big, big cap because that doesn't make any sense. And um, they're saying Dak wanted $110 million guaranteed. Uh, he was on the lines of $35 million a year. And all of a sudden, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, they didn't reach the agreement. Do you, do you think he might leave after, uh, after this, after, probably after this season? I think he's going to go that Kirk Cousins route. Um, I see three things that can play out. One, he'll go the Kirk Cousins route and just make more money than everybody just by franchise tagging. Um, but then he could hit the Joe Flacco route, go crazy this year, first year coach. Win the Super Bowl if we even have the season, you know, that's still kind of pending, man. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> but he, he could potentially have that Joe Flacco route where he wins the Super Bowl and they have to pay him, you know, and then his value would be way, way up then. So he, he could be not on that Mahomes level, but he could go to that, you know, set that second highest paid QB in the league just because of market timing and situation. So if, if not, those two. The third option would be they just kind of just pay him, you know, like the lines of golf and wins, which is kind of where he's, depending upon who you ask, he's better than golf and he's better than wins, or he's right there just a tad bit beneath wins, but still better than golf. So it just kind of depends who you uh, who you ask. But I think those are the only three ways it can play out. Play on the franchise tag, maybe tag again, and, you know, keep making your money that way and then sign a deal or – if the Cowboys don't commit to him, that's when he would have to leave then or the Flacco route. Or they just hope, you know, things work out. So I, I'm going to ask you this before we go. Um, let's say Dak plays up, plays on this contract. If he if he doesn't resign, you know, get another deal or another franchise tag, where would you like to see Dak go in 2021? Oh man, you kind of gotta lean New England because he kind of his personality and his game and stuff kind of fits that Belichick way. McDaniel's could definitely get the best out of him because they don't really have a set situation. Like Cam's on a one year, Hoyer's always been a career backup, and I guess at some point during this year or training camp, we'll find out what Stidham has if they decide to go with him. So the leading candidate for me would definitely be the Patriots. Um, I think the Raiders will kind of be a bad team this year because the division's so loaded. So I think Raiders are going to go be they're going to be better to be in position for Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, or or Lance. So I think the Raiders won't be able to go after him, considering they may move on from Carr, all that kind of stuff. And outside of that, nobody else outside of the Redskins, well, the team in DC, the Haskin, team in Washington, Haskin and the boys, <laughs> you know. Outside of that team, nobody else really has a pending QB situation because the Jags have Minshew, and then they'll probably, if they don't like that, they could probably be a three-win team and four-win team as well and draft, draft. that top of the QB. So 
when you start looking at those top two or three guys coming out next year and the top QBs right now that could be on the market, I just think Dak may you know being on New England or you know that team in DC. I about to say the only another situation that I would say maybe is possible. Um, obviously, it takes a lot of finagling, and they probably don't even have the money to even support it. But a team that needs Dak before it's too late, before the window goes closed. Don't probably, say still. No, nah, I'm gonna say still. I'm gonna say Chicago Bears. As far as oh, because because man. because it ain't it ain't gonna happen, and it's too much money with trade for Nick Foles, and but. That's win- Carolina team right there, them Chicago Bears. <laughs> but the, but that defense though, like it's going, the window's going to be closed, and you're going, you're wasting Allen Robinson, you're wasting David Montgomery. So I don't know, man. It's 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 kind of crazy, but I'm glad we kind of put this Dak thing behind us. And but that's the thing though, is Allen Robinson and Montgomery enough for Dak to go be a great QB with the Bears? Because you know people still feel like still feel like that that Cowboy situation kind of favors him a little bit. Well, I mean, outside of the offensive line being not as good as Dallas, um, I, I think Allen Robinson is a better receiver than Cooper. I mean, I, I, I would pick Robinson over Cooper every day. Um, I, I don't, I don't like inconsistency, so I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna choose that 300 yard receiving game and then two two games later he got zero and zero. Like shut out. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. So I I rather have the guy who be inconsistent. So um, I, I don't I don't really know, but. Um, like I said, I'm just I'm kind of glad that this this whole deck thing could be behind us for this year, and I guess we'll probably be talking about it again once the season get closer, if there's a season. Yeah, it's one of those weird things where you know they were trying to figure it out, but they they just couldn't figure it out, and you you don't go from miles apart to we're on the brink just overnight because exactly. I mean Jerry Jones, like Rudy said, you know they they paid Zeke too much, then you could go hand Cooper the bag too much but the guy who buoys it all bounces it all out hasn't gotten, all. In yeah, hasn't gotten in trouble hasn't been inconsistent really you don't you don't pay him so it's kind of you're kind of going in the wrong order and then you let Mahomes get paid or you let all these guys get paid before you pay your guy and then the way you're going you're gonna let another batch of guys get paid before you pay your guy like that's disrespectful to him yeah. he's gonna as a professional I mean he gonna still feel some type of way about that Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. 